Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 90. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast for nomadic entrepreneurs, and I'm recording today's episode from the front driver's seat of our Winnebago Brave. We are parked at Narrows 2 Campground. It's a little encore resort outside of Cadia National Park, uh, and we have been loving this part of Maine, and we've just heard so many cool things about Maine over the past few years from people saying you should go there during the summer and visit, and we're here, and it's amazing, and it did not disappoint on today's test drive, I want to talk about starting a podcast. Who is it right for? What are my thoughts on podcasting? Things that I've learned over the last two years of doing this and kind of give you a feel for if this is something that you're thinking about, what are some of the things that you can do to get started? I saw a Facebook memory pop up a couple of days ago. I think it was yesterday, actually. And it showed me that I had bought my Blue Yeti microphone almost two years ago. Actually, exactly two years ago. That's why it was in my Facebook feed. Two years ago, I had bought my Blue Yeti microphone. I was sitting at the table of our 1994 Coachman Leprechaun. We hadn't upgraded our Vs yet. And I was sitting there recording one of my first episodes. And I think I was probably scripting out the intro episode of this podcast, episode number one. And I ended up not releasing that for an extra another six months or so, uh, mostly sitting on it out of fear and a variety of other reasons why I procrastinated. I don't really know. I won't dig into that, but podcasting has been an amazing journey for me in the past year and a half that I have actually been interviewing people and releasing episodes. The show started back in February of 2016, and uh, I haven't checked recently, but hundreds of thousands of downloads and so many amazing people that I've met from the show, both as listeners and people who I've sat down and interviewed. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about what I've learned from that podcasting journey, how I got started, some of the things that I had to get over before actually kicking this thing off, fears I had, and uh, kind of give you a little bit of, of an idea what all goes into podcasting. So if this is something you're thinking about doing and uh, using it as a medium to connect with people, you can get an idea if it's right for you. Before getting into today's test drive, I just want to share a quick little update of what is happening in our lives right now, just some cool wins and things like that. Uh, right now, I'm wrapping up a big project with Winnebago that I'm excited to share about. I'm actually going to bring Kyle Kesterson, who was a speaker at our RV Entrepreneur Summit, and I've interviewed him on this podcast, just this amazing creative entrepreneurial thinker. And Kyle and I took on Winnebago as a client, and we've basically been working with him behind the scenes on an upcoming launch for some of their new RVs. So it's been a really interesting experience just kind of getting to go behind the curtain in a big company and a lot of things that we're not really used to. So I'm going to bring Kyle on uh, for next Tuesday's podcast episode, and we're going to be talking about what all went into this big launch for Winnebago and how we've been uh, working on it behind the scenes. Another big win from our lives is that this past week, Alyssa and I finished paying off $27,000 of student debt. This was something that was a big point of confliction. I've talked about it on the podcast, but before we started traveling, we didn't know if we should hit the road because I had student debt. Alyssa did not, and it was just one of those things that the responsible side of Heath said, we should probably pay this off before we start traveling, and we ended up going and hitting the road anyway. We traveled for a year, basically deferred for that first year because we weren't making much money, and then after that, we realized, okay, we want to keep traveling, but we want to be responsible adults and pay off this debt. So 2015, we dubbed the year of RV for student debt, and we were going to try to pay it off all that year, and we didn't, and then we didn't pay it off all last year, but we paid it off all last week. So 
in a little over three years of full-time RVing, all 50 states and a lot of other cool projects, uh, we were actually able to pay off our student debt while getting to explore America. So if you're young and you have student debt, or even if you're a bit older and you have student debt and you have people in, in your life who are kind of telling you that you can't do both, they're wrong. We did. So just want to share that with you guys because that's kind of a cool little thing that uh, happened in our lives this past week. All right, let's talk about podcasting. All right, first of all, overall, my thoughts on podcasting are this. It is a great, great medium for connecting to people. Before we started traveling, Alyssa and I kicked off our blog. We had heathpadget.com and alyssapadget.com, and we loved writing, and we wanted to hone that craft. And I don't regret that. We spent our whole first year really going all into this whole blogging thing, documenting our lives on the road as we were making Hourly America film and learning about marriage and life on the road and RV and how we were trying to make it work and all that good stuff. And I learned a lot in the process. I've learned a lot the past few years as far as writing goes. But I would put podcasting in a whole different medium as far as connecting with people and being able to share your story. You're listening to this podcast right now, obviously, and you're hearing my voice. You've heard our story to some extent, if this isn't your first episode to listen to. And I feel like to a certain extent, it's even though it's a one-way call, you get to know me and you get to know the host of a show. And so from my experience, like I meet people out on the road and at our summit and through Instagram, and it kind of feels like they know me in a certain extent because you do, you hear me talk all the time. And I feel like for podcasting and video, it's just a really great way to get to know people. And it's harder to make that same connection through writing. I think you have to be a really good writer. And that's not me. I'm I'm a decent writer. I can hack together good posts. And we've been able to you know boost our blog and get lots of views and things like that. But it doesn't necessarily mean I'm an amazing writer. Alyssa, on the other hand, is an amazing writer. And she can reach people through her words and build that same type of connection. But I think it's easier through podcasting and video. And I think most people would agree with that. Just another kind of high-level note before jumping in. Uh, Another thing about podcasting is that just like with anything else, there's a huge learning curve to getting started as far as all the things that go into launching a show from the technical side of things to actually learning how to interview people and uploading each episode and all that good stuff. So we'll get into a little bit of that. But so that's kind of just the other thing I want to throw out there for podcasting as a whole is that just like anything else, there's going to be a big learning curve. All right. First thing, since test drives are all about my experience why I decided to start a podcast. First of all, podcasting is a facilitator of great conversation. In Hourly America, I sat down with, I think, over 70 different hourly workers across the country, asking them about how they find meaning in their work and why they do what they do every day. And even though we weren't really sure what our documentary was going to be about from the very beginning, it was just a really cool way to be able to sit down with somebody after a day of working with them and getting to know them and what they do each day in their work and their jobs and ask them deeper questions than just, you know, what is the weather today or what do you think of the new iPhone X? It looks awesome, by the way. Just it's a, it's a facilitator of good conversation. So after our first year of travel and Hourly America was wrapped up, I was really craving that type of good, deep conversation again. And I didn't know exactly what vertical or medium that would be. And I'd also listen to podcasts all the time on the road. And so I just started naturally wanting to start one. And uh, so it's a medium for good conversation. Another reason I want to start the podcast because I felt that it could help people make the transition into full-time RVing a little bit easier. So by interviewing all these other people who have successfully transitioned their lives and their business to traveling full-time in an RV, 
This was just a way for me to share those stories and extract that value from others' experiences and share those with people who hadn't yet made that transition. It's kind of the more practical side of why I wanted to start it because I felt there was a need that wasn't being met and that by documenting these stories, it would make it easier to share those with you guys. A few of the fears that I had before jumping into podcast, uh, just the overall technical knowledge. I didn't know what actually went into podcasting. Like, how do you go from recording it? Do you need a fancy microphone and all that good stuff? And how do you get into iTunes? It just seemed kind of like a lot of work that I didn't really know. So here's a quick rundown of what actually goes into recording a podcast. I'm sitting at my MacBook Air computer. I have Audacity open, which is the free program that I use to edit my podcast. I am recording into my Blue Yeti microphone. It's actually my second one. The Blue Yeti microphones runs, I think it's like 115 bucks on Amazon. I'll link up to in the show notes. And then I've got a little elbow connector and a pop filter because the pop filter actually works really well. So if I'm not using the pop filter, I'll move it real quick. Pop, pop, pop. You don't want to hear that all the time. So the pop filter, I think, was like 10 bucks. So all in all, the setup is really cheap to just get started. And it sounds pretty good, as you can hear it now. And I've used this for in-person interviews. Because it was banged up a little bit, I think just from RV travel, I had to pick up another one. But all in all, it's been a great mic. So after I record this, I will send this out to my editor, Kelsey, and she will cut the podcast for me. So she'll cut out my ums, all of my filler words when I say something stupid or a plane drives by or dogs barking in the campground. She will cut all of that out. She'll mash it together. She'll layer over the intro music. She'll do a little bit of audio editing, which I kind of taught her to do. And then she'll export it, upload it into Libsyn, which is the media company that I use to host my files because you don't want to upload them to your WordPress site because it'll bog down your site. And from Libsyn, I'm able to publish directly to iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and all the different places that the podcast is distributed. Each episode, I also publish show notes. So you can go to heathandalyst.com and anything that is mentioned on this podcast, you can go find in link form. And one of the ways that I was able to get over all of this, because if you're listening to this, you're probably you know, making breakfast or walking or driving or on a plane or something else like that. I know you probably weren't taking notes on everything. So I actually learned all of this from Pat Flynn. He's got this 12-step tutorial. Pat is a podcaster. He has a podcast called The Smart Passive Income, and I listen to that a lot before starting, and I still do. And he has all of these amazing free tutorial videos on just starting a podcast. I literally just went through each one of those videos and said, okay, I did that, I did that, and it made the process really, really easy. So I would highly recommend that, and I will link up to Pat's videos in the show notes. Another reason I was worried to start a podcast was just the overall unknown factor that I think you have before jumping into new projects. So, you know, everything that I just mentioned from the technical aspect to how am I going to get interviews and find people. So it's just like that big, vague, unknown factor. And the last thing was just nobody listening. So just being unsuccessful. And I think that's probably a fear before. I know it's a fear for me, at least before just about any project. So those are the fears that I had before jumping in. All right, so a few of the things that I've taken away and I've learned from the past 18 months of podcasting. Number one, batch recording is your friend. Even though I haven't practiced this all the time, there's been quite a few days over the past year where I will try to set up as many interviews as possible and I will just run through them all in one day. This way I don't actually have to record for another several weeks or a month. And in a perfect world, that would be all that my life consists of, but sometimes things get busy or somebody can't do something one day. So I end up recording, you know, several different interviews on several different days, which is fine. That's life. But when you can, batch recording is amazing and it makes my life so, so much better when I actually do it. Podcasting is a great way to build relationships. It's a built-in reason to always be connecting and reaching out to people. 
can't tell you how many people I've met just because I've brought them on as guests on the show and then we stay connected and we kind of build relationships over time. We're actually staying at this Narrow Stew campground up here in Maine and Paul and Nina from Wheeling It, who I interviewed earlier on the show, are parked just a short ways away from us. And we first got connected because I interviewed them on the podcast. So podcasting is a great way to connect and just meet people and always be consistent about doing that over time. The third thing I've learned is to always respect people's time. At one point when I first started batch recording episodes, I was really bad at just keeping up with my schedule, and it's something that I still really struggle with. And I'd reached out to somebody who I needed to cancel last minute, and it turns out she had stayed at a campground an extra night just to record the interview. And I felt like the biggest jerk in the entire world, and uh, she basically canceled on me. I was like, no, I can make it work today after she had said that. She was like, no, don't worry about it, and I never talked to her again. And I felt really bad about that, and it was just a good reminder to respect people's time, especially when you're asking them to give you an hour of it for recording an episode. So that's something for me that's been a big learning and just a good reminder to be cognizant and respectful of people's time and in the reaching out process. Like Try to make that really, really easy for them, like sending them over questions when I can or letting them know exactly what we're going to be talking about on the podcast and making sure I'm not late. So again, I'm not perfect, but that's something that is huge, I feel, when you're recording. Number four, as awkward as it is, ask people for reviews because it makes a big difference. You guys know this because I bug y'all all the time to leave reviews for the RV Entrepreneur in iTunes, but the reason I ask is because it makes a big difference when people are looking for shows and uh, all that good stuff. It is really, really helpful to have a lot of reviews in iTunes and Stitcher and everywhere else because people you know, decide if they want to listen to the show and then they go out and maybe because there was 200 reviews, they go and listen to you know all 90 episodes. And so each review is worth it. And when people actually reach out to me and compliment me on the podcast, not always, but a lot of times I'll say, thank you so much for listening. You're amazing. Please leave a review if you haven't. It's just a really small thing that goes a long way. Number five, podcast cover art matters. I recently met somebody at the Winnebago Grand National Rally, and they came down from Chicago, and she actually started listening to the podcast when I updated my cover art, and then she went and listened to every single episode after that. So I gained at least one listener that I know of because I updated my cover art. So cover art matters. Number six, you can generate a little bit of ad revenue, but probably not as much as you think from sponsors. So you've heard me bring on Outdoorsy and WeBoost and Copilot and a few other sponsors in the past year. And I'll just kind of open up the playbook for what that exactly looks like so you guys kind of know. Traditional ad revenue for podcasts, at least modern day, is that for per thousand downloads, you can get anywhere from $25 to $125. So if I'm getting 10,000 downloads per episode, if I'm in a niche market like RVing, then I could on the higher end charge 100 to $125 per thousand downloads per episode. So that's around a thousand bucks per episode. So I'm not I'm not at that point yet. So each episode for the podcast, I think one of my highest download episodes is like five thousand or so. So I get the podcast currently gets close to forty thousand downloads a month right now. And so my sponsors have been paying around $500 a month. And as the podcast grows, the more I can charge. And so they're typically doing $500 a month for two episodes. So I'm not sure if I should say that because if sponsors come in down the road and hear this, they may want uh, to get that same rate if the podcast grows. So just know if you're listening to this and it's way afterwards, the podcast has probably at least quadrupled by then. So you'll probably have to pay that amount. <laughs> I'm kind of kidding, but hopefully not really. 
So that's a little bit of how the ad revenue works for podcasts. And then also it was really helpful to have companies that have affiliate partner programs as well. So I get a small cut if you have bought the WeBoost from this podcast because we use it, we're a referral for it. And so we get a little discount to you guys for going in and buying. And so it's kind of everybody wins. People buy their products, you get a discount. I get a small cut when people buy it. So that's a way that you can monetize. So honestly, for me, for the past few years, I probably wouldn't say that I've actually broken even on the podcast because what I pay Kelsey each month for editing, I'm not going to give away Kelsey, but it's probably, it's about the same that we get in ad revenue. So it's about break even. So it hasn't been incredibly profitable but it provides value for you guys. I get to connect people and I enjoy doing it and it pays for itself. And so there's been a lot of value from it. Even though it hasn't been crazy financially successful, I have really enjoyed doing this. And the last thing is that it helps you become a better storyteller. So something I think about each and every time I record an episode with somebody is how can I extract the best story possible and how can that be relevant to you guys as people who are trying to build a business, travel, live remote, and so always trying to think about how to tell a good story is something that podcasting can help you do. All right, a few tips if you want to start a podcast is, number one, I wouldn't do it at the same time if you're already starting a blog or YouTube. I'd been blogging for at least two to three years before I ever started the podcast. And if I would have tried to start a podcast and a YouTube channel and a blog and a million other things at the same time, even though I do try to do that kind of stupid stuff sometimes, it would not have worked it just takes so much time and effort and thoughtfulness to figure out what exactly the subject matter is going to be and how can I learn how to be a better interviewer and even just small things like show notes, like it all adds up over time. So if you do really want it to be successful, pick a medium that you really, really want to stick with over time and go with that. And then you can slowly add on other mediums like podcasting or blogging or whatever. Second thing is to give yourself a runway of at least 25 or 50 episodes to see if you like it. Some of those things that it's going to take at least a year, two years, three years, maybe four or longer for people to actually start listening and picking up what you're doing. And uh, that's if you're lucky and if you stick with it and if you learn and become better and things like that. So I gave myself a runway of 50 episodes this past year to see if I like podcasting, to see if it provided value for people. And it has. And we're at episode 90 and I'm still loving it. And we are going to record episode number 100 soon. And I still need to figure out something cool to do for episode 100. So if you have any good ideas, let me know. The third thing is try to pre-validate that people would enjoy the subject that you want to have on the podcast. So the way that I did this was in our Make Money in RV Facebook group. Basically, I documented the entire process of starting this podcast in that Facebook group. So I was asking everyone, hey, if I started a podcast, would you listen? What do you think it should be called? And sometimes I took the advice and sometimes I didn't because it wasn't good advice, but I still took it and it really was valuable in a lot of ways to be able to validate that people wanted to know how to earn an income on the road. So I think one of my original ideas for the podcast was like make money RVing and I think the RV entrepreneur works a little bit better than that. So try to pre-validate it if you can. The last one is don't let fear stop you. Before I actually started the podcast, I can't tell you how many times I sat and thought about starting the podcast and how easy it would have been to just not do it out of fear, you know, logistics or the technical thing, I couldn't handle it, or out of the fear of being able to record episodes over Wi-Fi. That was actually a really big fear if, you know, I was going to be able to connect with other viewers on the road and looking back how easy it would have been for me to basically not start this podcast out of that fear. And I think about all the people I wouldn't have met, all the experiences that I wouldn't have had if I hadn't done that. Last year, 
we had 125 people come out to our RV Entrepreneur Summit. A lot of those people had listened to the podcast and decided to make the transition into RVing, or maybe they were already doing that and started listening to the podcast. But either way, we were able to connect with so many people and provide value for them because of this podcast. And next year, we're going to have 250 people come out to the RV Entrepreneur Summit. And again, a lot of those people, a lot of you guys have listened to the podcast. So thank you. And we're actually at this campground and a couple of our friends, Dan and Lindsay, are here. And we were talking to them a couple nights ago. And, you know, she was just saying, yeah, a couple of years ago, I was teaching and I didn't like what I was doing and we wanted to go travel and, you know, have a more adventurous life and have more free time and more time together. And she's just said, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think it was a viable option. And I found your podcast one day and I listened to it every day on the way to work and on the way home. And now we're in an RV and we've been on the road for six months. And that was literally the coolest feeling knowing that just by sharing our story, I'm not trying to get emotional or anything right here, just by sharing our story, we were able to provide that value and help that transition for Dan and Lindsay. It's amazing. So you never know who is going to get that same kind of value from your story and your sit down interviews with the people and you, you know, just starting a podcast or a blog or YouTube channel or whatever you decide to do. All right. I'm way over my 10 minute lie of a time limit. I've said these test drives are going to be 10 minutes and uh, I'm recording at 25 minutes right now. It'll probably be cut a little bit shorter than that, but that's okay. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Let me know if you did like it and you stayed through the whole episode. Always enjoy hearing from you guys. Hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast.